Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast, the UK's digital TV and technology show. At Frequency Cast, it's our mission to keep you up to date with today's tech, answer your questions, and keep you entertained along the way. Our shows are driven by your feedback. You decide what we talk about, and we'll do the rest. Here's what we'll be looking at in today's show. Show 87. Getting your monitor ready for touch. Low-priced tablets and TV adapters. Feedback on last month's Gadget Show Live. Scanners and trackers, are they legal? Plus, vision, dab and behind the scenes at FrequencyCast. First off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. FrequencyCast, now loading news. We start off this month with news of UView. An over-the-air update is being rolled out to improve the experience for users of the Freeview and on-demand service. The update improves search, adds categories and fixes bugs. The UView iPhone app has been updated to support Series Link and the Android app is just a few weeks away. There's also a new Humax box, the DTR-T1010, which replaces the T1000. More on our show notes. The latest toy from Google is now available for Android and iOS. Forget search, the new Google Now app checks the travel, your diary and your inbox to push you information about your day that may be useful. It also offers information on local attractions and team news. That means that Google can now control your day as well as your searches. Available free on Google Play and the App Store and possibly coming to the Google Chrome browser soon. Next, how do you fancy a touchscreen Wi-Fi ebook reader for just £29? The Nook Simple Touch has seen a temporary price drop from £79 down to £29 as part of a scheme to get people reading. It supports EPUB and PDF and has 2.5 million titles available. An ideal gift. See the link on our show notes, if you're quick. Next, we're continuing to see lots of interest in Now TV, especially as you can now buy a day pass to access Sky Sports without a satellite dish. In early May, you can get yourself a couple of free cinema tickets for trying out the service. See the link on our show notes and tell us if you'd be interested in a detailed review. A few other snippets now. Discovery has just launched a new TV channel. TLC is aimed at a female audience with lots of lifestyle and reality TV shows. The opening night featured a woman obsessed by licking cat fur. Yep, takes all sorts. Also, the classic sci-fi series Blake 7 is set for a 21st century makeover. Let's hope Aurac survives. Our favourite rumour of the moment has to be the Apple iRing, a wearable remote control for the Apple TV box. Place your bets, please. Also, we can expect an announcement about iOS 7 on the 10th of June. Apparently, Apple devices are in for a facelift to play catch-up with the interface found on new Android smartphones. Also worth looking out for is the Player. Due out in June, this will let you stream video from your tablet, smartphone or laptop to your TV. It connects via HDMI and is very similar to Apple TV's AirPlay, but without the restrictions. US price, $99. And finally, thanks to Vinny the Bearded Buffalo for sending this one in. Game Dev Tycoon is a new simulator game where you have to build a gaming company and turn a profit. 
Even though this new game costs a little more than £5, it seems that 95% of copies of the game that are out there are pirated. The game's authors have rather cleverly inserted code that makes the game much harder to play if you've got a dodgy copy. As your new gaming company progresses, it's hindered by pirates. Users of the cracked copy have been going online to complain that it's very hard to win the game, as virtual pirates are ruining sales of their virtual games. Oh, the irony. We hope you're enjoying your free Frequency Cast. Thanks, Pete. For more news stories, go to frequencycast.co.uk forward slash news. Frequency Cast, show number 87, and I'm here as ever with Kelly. Hello, Kelly. Hello, Pete. And we're back in the studio, back from our ventures up to Birmingham for, of course... The Gadget Show. And now we're back. Did you have a nice time up at Gadget Show Live? I had a lovely time, thank you. How about you? Oh, I enjoyed it. I came back with some tablety tech and some of those little fitness devices and all sorts. By far my favourite thing, though, was the Crystal Maze. Oh, yes, on the Acer stand, sitting in a box catching those things. And you won something. What did you win again? I won a little goodie bag, actually. And if you missed it, we released an audio and a video update of our experiences on the press day up at Gadget Show Live in Birmingham. Go to the website, frequencycast.co.uk forward slash GSL Gadget Show Live, and there is a good 12-minute piece of exciting video with you doing all sorts of things, stuck in boxes. And What was that archery you were doing? That was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, I tried archery. I, I was better at that than shooting. You absolutely beat me at the crossbow. So that was Gadget Show Live. We won't go on too much about it because we have that lovely little 14 minute video clip for you to go and have a look at but of course we would like to say well done to our listeners 25 pairs of tickets we gave away to our listeners which wasn't bad at all was it not bad at all and we did meet up with a few of you there to find out what you thought of gadget show live yes we actually caught up with one lucky winner called paul what a lovely chap he was Hello there, Paul. You're at Gadget Show Live. How are you finding the show? Oh, very easily. I just drove straight down the M6 and there it was, right in front of me. Fabulous. Now, the, the show itself is really, really good. I'm quite impressed with how wide-ranging some of the products are. I mean, I came in and almost tripped over a guy demonstrating a mop and a mop bucket. Gadgets cover everything, of course, not only electronics. Gadgets to us are mainly things for the radio, things for the TV and, uh, and telephone and so on. It's a, really, it's, it's a bit of an eye-opener, actually. Yeah, of course, the free pass, courtesy of Frequency Cast. And do you feel honoured? I do, actually, yeah. I'm, I'm really pleased because I was in two minds whether or not to come at all. I found it a lot better than lots of the trade exhibitions I've been to. The people on the stands are not hassling and pushy. Quite often you go to these things and they just won't let you go until you've bought something and signed your life away. It's a great way to try out new gadgets, but also hear about new gadgets that you might otherwise not have heard about because Pete didn't report on them in the last frequency cast or whatever. And here I think there are something like a couple of hundred stands. I could have bought up the entire MI5 or MI6 stand. Of course, that's a spy place, isn't it? All those little spy cameras and recorders and all sorts of things. I couldn't possibly comment. So, Paul, have you found any stands that have particularly excited you? Any tech that's uh, made you uh, want to get the wallet out? I think the one that did really interest me was Sonos. I'd not heard of Sonos at all until about three months ago. One of my sisters bought the uh, installation. I was quite surprised and quite impressed by that, so I've had a look at the full lot today. Freesat didn't realise they offered quite so many channels as I do. Been a loyal Sky customer since... 1985, I think, something like that. That's about the time we had some discount as well. 
Ah, you'll be lucky, Paul. Well, we've got lots of interviews from Gadget Show Live, which will come up in the next few months. We're going to spread them out over the next few shows. But we do want to play one for you now, which is based on some feedback we had to our little update. And it was on a rather clever money-saving product, wasn't it? It was indeed. It was touchscreens. You don't like your touchscreens, do you, because of these little things you've got on the end of your fingers there? Yeah, I really struggle because of my nails, and I love my nails, and they've been around longer than touchscreens, so (laughs) I'm happy to stick with them instead. Well, on a little audio update, we put a mention for a company that's selling these upgradable adapters that you can put around your monitor. We heard from one listener wanting to find out a bit more. Yes, we heard from Mark Hartley asking, I couldn't make it to the gadget show, but I'd like to know more about that product that converts a normal monitor into a Windows 8 touchscreen. Well, it was a rather snazzy solution from a company called Soladapt. And here's Glenn Hardy to tell us what the solution offers. It's a touchscreen overlay, so it's a frame which fits over your existing monitor and turns it into a touchscreen. That's, that's it in its simplest sense. So it's a frame with toughened glass in and it uses one USB connection. You plug it in, it uses uh, native Windows 8 drivers so there's nothing to install. It's, it's very simple and, and it just works and it works very well. But um, it, it isn't actually a sort of a membrane behind here? No, there isn't. Basically what it is, is uh, it, it works on infrared. So. Around the top and the sides, you've basically got a line of infrared sensors creating a grid across the touchscreen which senses where you're basically placing it. And what impressed me as well is the way you're actually fixing it. I would kind of assume you'd either be sticking four nails into the corners to keep it... It's a bit final if you're going to just stick it on on your monitor, especially if you're not sure how long your monitor's going to last anyway. I was expecting sort of sticky pads around the top, which are always a little bit flaky and they leave a mess on the monitor. I mean, you could use that, but what we've got is Velcro straps, and um, they hold without any problem at all. And the good thing is, if you've got a webcam or something on the the monitor, which it will obscure, you can just take it off the touchscreen and use that and then just put it on whenever you want. And it's just two simple Velcro straps, it's just perfect. Okay, now obviously all monitors are different sizes. Do you do one for my monitor? We do all sizes from 17 up to 100 and something. Okay, so putting you on the spot here, what's the average price if you went to a high street shop and wanted, I don't know, let's say a 21-inch monitor for your computer? What would they normally retail? So if you wanted a 21, 22-inch touchscreen monitor, you would be looking in the hundreds. So the cheapest one that I could find was well over £200. It varies, really. It goes up to three or £400. If I wanted to upgrade my existing home monitor, what sort of price is that going to cost me? Our normal selling price for a 22-inch is uh, about £140. Now, we've twisted your arm, and we know you're a big fan of the Frequency Cast show, <laughs> and you're prepared to do something a little bit uh, generous for our listeners, is that right? Absolutely. For your listeners, we're going to give them 25% off, which means that it would bring this down to about £110, which is, I think, it's unbeatable value, really. Excellent. Glenn, you're a gent. Superb. What we'll do is we'll stick up on our website uh, the special code and just remind us of the web address. It's uh, www.soladapt.com, which is S-O-L-A-D-A-P-T.com. And you'll find a link to the Soladapt website and the 25% off code on our website, frequencycast.co.uk. And take a look at the show notes for show 87. Nice one, chaps. Now, in our last show, we talked about this. I do like this. This is the um, Wi-Fi and TV cloud stick that goes in the back of your television. Indeed. This will turn your telly into a smart telly for about 30 quid. And they're pretty impressive little Google operating system thingies, aren't they? They are. Very, very easy to use and literally convert your television into a computer. 
Well, we've had a couple of emails in from people asking what the more expensive ones are like. This one was 30 quid, but they do go up to around about £100 in price. Just uh, read us one of these uh, emails, Kelly. Pat O'Mahony said, Really love the feature on the TV stick. Can you direct me to the more expensive unit with the keyboard and mouse? Is it any better than the £30 unit you reviewed? Well, to find out a little bit more about these, we spoke to Ryan, who is the European sales manager for a company called DGM. That's correct. We're on our second generation of this particular type of product. Our customers were asking us to offer a solution where they didn't have to spend the X amount of money for upgrading their TVs to a smart television. They were looking for something where it was a quick, simple and effective solution. We went for a £25 one that we found on Amazon uh, that was right at the bottom end of the market just to try it out and it, it wasn't too bad. What we found was it was a, a little bit of a pain to get the BBC iPlayer going because it's got its native video encoding and a little bit juddery on the video. So we're wondering if we were to have spent a bit more money, would we have ended up with a better product? So what we've done now is we've just launched at the Gadget Show um, the A14D, which is actually a dual core unit with the T-card memory slot in there as well. So that gives you the ability to take it all the way up to 32 gigabytes. So you can either put your, load your movie straight on there or stream them straight from the actual stick itself. I'm assuming we're talking the same deal, HDMI socket and a USB for the, the keyboard and mouse? Correct. Perfect. And of course, this is the ideal way of making your TV smart without having to go out and buy a new set, which is uh, rather cool. The feedback we've had from our customers, they really, really do enjoy the product. And uh, I found, I know they just found it a really useful upgrade. Maybe not for their primary televisions, but sometimes for the secondary or like third or fourth television where it's the kids' rooms or their own bedrooms as the fly out. So I'm assuming this is slightly more than the 25 quid I paid for this cheap and cheerful uh, Chinese import. Would that be fair? This unit we will retail out at 59.99. Really? Oh, that's not bad. We've, we've seen some up in the sort of £100 mark, but it looks like for a, a dual core, for that kind of money, that's not a bad investment. What we've done, we've balanced it with offering a good product with well-finished and nice quality feel with a good backup service and warranty afterwards. And I'm assuming this is using the, uh, the latest version of Android? Yes, it will be using the latest version of Android, Jelly Bean 4.02. Wonderful. Thank you very much. And if I wanted to get hold of one of these, uh, how do I go about buying one from uh, you lovely gents? You can buy directly from our website, which is uh, www.dgmeshop.com, or we sell to most major retailers, Game, um, Tesco's online, Algos online, places like that, it should be available. While we've got you, you've also got some other cool stuff here at uh, Gadget Show Live, and you were telling me about a rather impressive tablet that is just out. Go on then, tell me all about that. Absolutely, we've just launched, and this is what we're all quite excited about, a 10.1 and a 9.7 Retina Display tablet, quad-core, so Retina Display, so we're up there in the uh, top-end iPad kind of range, but uh, no, you're not paying iPad prices. The goal on this one will be sub £200 on this particular product. The crispness and the sharpness and the detail that it really gives back to us is absolutely amazing. Brilliant. When's this going to be launched? Uh, looking to launch this at the end of May. Now make my day. Tell me it's got a USB socket on it. Uh, twin USB slots, uh, HDMI and uh, memory, memory expansion T-card as well. All for less than £200. Excellent, I'm sold. Can I take one now? <laughs> Unfortunately, end of May, you're more than welcome. And for links to these little Android TV sticks, go to the show notes for today's show, show number 87. Now, Kelly, hold that. It's my little 8-inch tablet. You had a little flick around with this earlier. We were watching some silly Songify YouTube video clips earlier, weren't we? Yeah, far too many um, YouTube clips of cats. And what do you think of the cat in the bath? Oh, I love the cat in the bath. Ready for a bath, Abby? Whoa! 
You would never ever believe that that was a cat. Unless you actually saw the video, you would never believe that was a cat. And if you want to know what we're talking about, we'll stick up the YouTube clip up on our show notes. Do go and have a look. It is a, a cat really not wanting to go into the bath. Although, actually, it's, it's the woman's profile for eHarmony and about her love for cats that really got me. That was my favourite. OK, just for the benefit of the listeners. I love cats. I love every kind of cat. I just want to hug all of them, but I can't get hug every cat. Can't hug every cat. Songify, you can record a piece of audio and it turns it into a song. We tried it with you, didn't we? We did. It sounded very, very strange, though. My voice turned into some form of disco tune. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast, the UK's digital TV and technology show. At Frequency Cast, it's our mission to keep you up to date. Yeah, that's a bit silly, wasn't it? That was a bit silly. It actually makes me sound even more nasal than I am right now. That's the Songify app. And what do you think of the tablet? I'm, uh, I'm playing that back on. Just take a hold of that there. It's quite small in comparison to the iPad. The resolution's really, really good. It, it works well. It seems to have everything on it. Yep, Android 4.1, so the latest version. This is called the T80X, 8-inch and 8 gig of RAM, and uh, a very nice little uh, tablet. And uh, how much do you reckon? Well, I would probably guess about 160 to 180. Yeah, you'd be a bit surprised then if I told you just £80. Wow, seriously? Seriously, £80. Now, this is another one. Have a look at this one. Little tablet, 7-inch, so bigger than a mobile. Quite a dinky, cute little tablet, isn't it? It is. It's very handbag-friendly. And how much for that one? Well, see, I would have gone for the £80 mark, but now you've told me that the other one was only 85 I'm going to guess at 60 45 quid. Wow, that's really good. I actually spend more than that on shoes. <laughs> yeah, we picked these up from Gadget Show Live. Admittedly, they're not normally quite this cheap, but if you uh, want to have a look at those, DGM is the company, and here's a little extract of me being rather surprised. We have gone a little bit crazy on the price, I'm not going to lie. I mean, £45 for 7-inch with full Google Play and Google Android as well. That is freaky. Web browser, video, all that stuff? Absolutely. I mean, I use one myself. I have it in my uh, laptop bag, put it out, watch movies on it, browse the web, things like that. Perfect. Now, unfortunately, you have to be at Gadget Show Live to get it for that price. But presumably, if you buy it from your website, it's still cheapish? Yep. I mean, it's uh, 69.99 from our website. Or you can buy it in-game right now at, some, at the same price. And just to reassure our listeners, you're not presumably just taking Chinese imports and branding them. Is that right? Absolutely not. We've been established since 1998. So we deliver a great product. Excellent. And just remind us of your web address again? dgmeshop.com. Now, talking of tablets and YouTube, as well as putting up our Gadget Show Live video, we've also done something rather creative, haven't we? What have we done? We have. We've done our own making of Frequency Cast. Yes, if you're interested in what goes on behind the scenes, we're actually inspired to do this watching the BBC News Countdown, where they have all the extracts of what goes on behind the scenes. And we've got a rather nice little two-minute video showing what really happens here at Frequency Cast. I know, it's not quite as exciting as the BBC going around the world and reporting on very um, sudden news items, but it is a lot of fun. So if you want to see what's actually happening, then do go and have a look on YouTube. Now, a couple of listeners have been in touch asking what's happened to Carl. Now, we keep him locked in the cupboard most of the time, don't we? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, he's just not allowed out that much. But we did drag him to Birmingham for another one of our little trips up to uh, Gadget Show Live. And here is Carl telling us what he thought of this year's show. 
yeah, I'm a cynical person. I like to look at gadgets and things from the future and go, what do we need that for? And I've done that so much today, I feel really proud of myself. Now, Carl, you're an audio chap and uh, you've spent quite a lot of time with speakers and headphones. What have you found that's excited you? Well, I must admit, I've been waiting for this to happen. For the last two years, we've been looking at products that you can plug your iPhone or your uh, MP3 player into and you can have sound, you know, the sort of thing you take on holiday, a speaker in your room or on the beach or just in your bedroom, and you get big power, big bass. It's all been about volume over the last few years. And I've always thought this suffers, suffers from one key fact. All these years I've had two ears, and now I've gone mono again. It's like I move forward to go backwards. And this is one of the key factors why I don't like technologies. But today I found someone who's actually sussed it, and now they have two small speakers in stereo, what you really want from a, a decent sort of remote speaker system. Can you remember who was making those? Uh, on the Damson stand. What else have you seen then? I saw you looking at gardening stuff earlier, that seemed a bit unusual. Over the years, more and more companies uh, dealing with gardening and tools and cutting and shears and things like that. And I'm looking behind you right now and we can see a company called Cell, spelled C-E-L. They've got lawnmowers, but uh, talking about lawnmowers, there was a remote lawnmower by Honda, wasn't there? I want to ride around on that, that was awesome. I don't think you can ride around on it. So I say remote, it was actually automatic, wasn't it? It was just completely uh, programmable, just now, left it do its own thing. Uh, as well as that, I've seen some headphones. Uh, I always have headphones. Watches, build your own watch by uh, Vibe Watch. That was a very interesting stand. But also, a stand full of tablets. 45 quid for a tablet, only at the gadget show though. So Carl, you had a good time? Wonderful. Burger? Thanks, Carl. Should we put him back in his cupboard now? I think so. I mean, he's had his day trip. Now, talking about the last show we did, we talked about another USB device, not the Android TV stick. We talked about that one. Can you remember that? Yes, this is the one where you tracked the aeroplanes, no? Yeah, we got into trouble for that, didn't we? So this is a little dongle. It's about 10 quid. It does Freeview, DAB, FM, and a few other unexpected uh, channels. And we had this one in. This is from John Quirk. Hello, John. Uh, he's talking about the Realtek USB stick, and he says... It's an offence under the Wireless Telegraphy Act to receive transmissions that you're not authorised to. The Transponder app may fall foul of that. OK, now I remember when we were recording the last show, you said it's, there was something a little bit dodgy about being able to listen in on things, didn't you? I did. I hate to say I told you so, but I told you it was dodgy. Well, John is actually quite correct. It is illegal to listen to frequencies that you're not authorised to receive. Now, this dongle, as I say, it picks up DAB, FM and Freeview, all of which are, of course, legal. And there are some things that you're allowed to listen to. So you can listen to UK CB radio, for instance, and you can listen to UK amateur radio without having to have a licence. Of course, we're licensed, aren't we? We are indeed. But the dongle does let you listen to all sorts of other frequencies as well, including ones that you're not allowed to. Now, for the strict letter of the law, we turn to the government's website, and apparently it is illegal for someone without authority to use... Wireless telegraphy apparatus with intent to obtain information as to the contents, sender or addressee of any message, whether sent by means of wireless telegraphy or not, of which neither the person using the apparatus nor a person on whose behalf he is acting is an intended recipient. You did that very well. Did that all make perfect sense? No, not at all. And to be honest, I struggled with that a lot. There was far too many long words and tongue twisters. Yes, it's a rather odd law. There are a lot of things that you're not allowed to listen to. For instance, you're not allowed to listen to aircraft transmissions or air traffic control. Did you know that? I didn't know that, but then I wouldn't be listening anyway. However, it's very easy to pick up a handheld scanner. If you just look at uh, the Maplin catalogue, uh, just have a look at that little item there for me. 
Okay, so that's an Air Control M8 airband radio. So yeah, for 20 quid you can stroll into your High Street Maplin. And that's, it's legal to buy. That's the loophole. If you look at this little thing here, what's that box there for 74 quid? That's a black box MK2 VHF air traffic monitor. And this one here is a, an aircraft radar detector box. So these products exist and it's very, very easy to just go out and buy something that will let you listen to a frequency that you're not allowed to listen to. So basically it's all dodgy. Well, there's the interesting little loophole. It's not illegal to buy or illegal to own. It's illegal to listen. Ah, okay. I don't really see the point in buying one, to be honest. It, it seems a little bit pointless. Certain people are allowed to use these. So pilots, for instance, can have a portable radio and they're allowed to listen to airband radio. We're allowed to get scanners that listen to the ham radio frequencies, of course, and transmit on the amateur frequencies. But it is illegal to listen to something that you're not authorised to. Yeah, it makes sense. It is a bit of a daft rule, though. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to an air show, for instance, but there's so many people walk around with scanners listening to the aircraft, and you can normally buy them. You go to an air show, and the stand's selling equipment to let you listen to planes taking off and landing. And I've been on a couple of flights, uh, I don't know if you have, where they actually feed air traffic control into the plane. So as a passenger, you can sit there and hear the air traffic. I've not experienced that actually. How interesting. But I do think you're trying to come up with an excuse for yourself now so you can carry on doing this. So going back to John's email, yes, he's correct. We shouldn't be listening to aircraft traffic or using these little things to pick up transponders. But I think it's a little bit of a silly rule. Like the other silly rule, what are you not allowed to do while you're driving? Use a mobile phone. However, you are allowed to use a two-way radio. So CB radio, amateur radio, and obviously taxi drivers using their, their radios is fine, but not a mobile. I can't really see the difference myself. No, I mean, I don't really see the difference, but I guess you're not going to be texting on a radio, so there's an element of cutting down other activity. But of course you are still, you know, distracted from your driving by playing around with the buttons on your radio and talking. Indeed. So thank you very much, John. And uh, yeah, we won't be looking at aircraft again, will we, Kelly? We won't, we promise. And we'll be looking at some more of your feedback in just a moment. Frequency cast, now loading, interaction. Time for your questions now. Do you want some help with a techie problem? Or have you got a comment or even a complaint on what we've said so far today? If so, get in touch. Kelly, who have we heard from this month? This month, we've heard from Luke Spencer. He says, hey guys, I have a few questions regarding BT Vision. When will extra channels like Gold and FX appear on Vision? Would I also need BT Infinity for this or would my current broadband work with this? Well, Luke, you'll be pleased to know that Gold and Fox, as well as British Eurosport, Watch, National Geographic, History and a few other ones, are now available on BT Vision boxes. But as these are live streamed channels, you'll need BT's fibre service, BT Infinity. Note, however, that at the moment these extra channels, which are known as linear channels, aren't yet available on BT's UView box. It's just on the older BT Vision boxes. Steve Saul also asks, Just wondering if you've had any recommendations for a Wi-Fi streaming box to connect via HDMI to my TV. I want it for catch-up TV services, BBC iPlayer, 4OD and ITV Player. Looking to spend no more than £150 but don't want an Xbox, PS3 or UView box. Well Steve, if you don't want any of those devices, you are a little bit limited. You could get one of the excellent Roku devices for £50 that will give you the iPlayer, Netflix and Now TV. But sadly, no ITV Player or 4 On Demand. 
The best option we could think of was to go with Android and one of the little dongles we mentioned earlier in the show and reviewed in the last show. Android devices can run the three catch-up TV services you're after and at a good price too. We've also heard from Sam Johnson. Do you know of any easy ways to record or transfer shows from Sky to my PC? I'm not too worried about HD. Ah, this one's come up before, Sam. Unfortunately, you can't extract shows as a file, so you'll need to copy them off in real time. You'll need a video capture card for your PC and to connect either using SCART or the RF coax cable on the back of the Skybox. See the link on today's show notes for a handy guide on how to do this. And finally for this month, Leslie Jacobs asks, You said in November's podcast something about FM going to be replaced by DAB. Can I have some more information on this, please? I hope it's true as it's much better than FM. No hiss and you get more stations. Okay, Leslie, thanks for that. November's podcast, he's taken five months to email us there. It has been a while. Well, on the subject of DAB and FM, we actually covered this quite a while ago, back in show 54, which is quite some time ago. There was talk of switching off FM and AM stations by 2015, which of course isn't that far away now, is it? No, not too far. Time goes too quickly, sadly. But a more recent report suggests that we won't be switching off the FM services until at least 2017. The majority of the UK has to be listening to digital radio before that happens, and we're clearly quite some way off that. Do you listen digitally to radio? If I ever listen to radio, which I know is quite bad, it tends to be off my PC or iPad. We see that is digital, so you're all right. Well, I hope that that is helpful. No, shame on you. We stick to FM. I'd quite like AM to go, really, so that I don't have to deal with sports channels. Ah, yes, fair enough. Well, funnily enough, the BBC has actually been experimenting with turning off some of its AM services on local radio. But uh, you'll be pleased to know, those that are into your FM, but the switch over to DAB and digital is some way off yet. Hi, this is Dave Prowse, Darth Vader from Star Wars, and you're listening to Frequency Cast. Well, that is it, Kelly. Thank you very much for reading out the questions. No problem at all, any time. And if you've got some questions for us for the next show, or you want to set us a challenge, or even ask us to uh, discuss something in a bit more detail, here is how to get in touch. You can call us on 0208 133 4567 and leave us a voicemail. Well done for reading out the number with a zero, not an O. Uh, you can also text us, and our number is... 07882 Or, of course, you can email us. Yes, you can, via the Contact Us button on our site. Until the next one, Kelly. Bye-bye. Frequency cast. Shutdown in progress. Thanks for listening to today's Frequency Cast. For news updates and to get in touch with us, go to frequencycast.co.uk. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for FrequencyCast. Our shows are driven by your feedback, so please get in touch and tell your friends. Frequency.